0: Hello, oh, hello, and welcome to our third special podcast from uh, E3. Uh, this is uh, what's well, the IGN UK podcast, as always, and I am Alex, and I'm joined by, as always, Sad Dan. Not all, as always. Well, for these podcasts, these special podcasts, Dan has been here. Yeah. He has tried to worm his way out, but he's been here. Hello, Dan.
1: I, I can't think of anything amusing to say.
0: And <laughs> now that's not a first is it? Now, Tom's also here. <laughs> yes I am. So this is the second day of E3 um, and it's been quite a normal day actually after what has been one hell of a week um, we just had the chance to see and play some games today.
2: Yeah I mean I, it was probably the first day since I've been in the States I actually got a good night's sleep as well which was uh, something yeah. else so that was yeah. quite exciting up, waking up fresh and ready to go. And see
0: I didn't wake up fresh but that's because I was on the radio at 1am in the morning. Yeah you want to plug that where can you listen to that? Yeah, well, uh, I've forgotten the name of oh, Nicky Campbell. Anybody who listens to Nicky Campbell on Radio 5 Live, he doesn't talk like that, but he may as well, can listen to me. <laughs> and apparently I was used on the news bulletins talking about Wii U. So wow, you can, Wii uh, U. Exactly. Wii U, Wii U. So uh, here we are. Uh, what day is it? So it's Wednesday today. It's become a bit of a blur. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's the end of the show, almost the end of the show. I've only got a, uh, literally mopping up to do tomorrow. So how has the show been for you, Dan Kilby?
1: really really good obviously hectic massively busy but it's my first e3 and by default my favorite e3
0: what <laughs> what was different uh, what was your preconceptions about e3 and how is it different
1: from that um i didn't think that everyone who had a stand would go to the lengths that they did it's uh, insanely huge yeah i mean it's huge but the the level of detail that goes into each stand is just amazing yeah. do you
2: know if they start from fresh every year with their stands
0: well some of it they must do um because if you like you take Bethesda stand for example they've got this fucking enormous dragon from Elder Scrolls Skyrim uh, on it and obviously you know this would be the first time that they've kind of shown that in, in that capacity um, i don't know if you can kind of use like basic shell structure i have no idea yeah. Um, but uh, millions and millions are spent on this stuff. Yeah. Um and all of them are kind of different. And you know, you, yeah. you look at like Nintendo's versus Sony's versus Microsoft's, they're all different. Some are kind of closed, some are open plan. And some like uh two K's uh oh, are yeah. so specifically themed around the game. So you've got you go into the Bioshock um demo area and it's all kind of themed in a Americana. You go into uh, XCOM and it's all kind of like sort of 1950s kind of like secret labs and shit. Um, and then uh, the other one was The Darkness, which is kind of like, you know, sort of the ghetto. The so, ghetto.
1: Yeah. In the ghetto.
0: So it is like, you know, as I said yesterday, it, anyone who loves games, if they ever get the, ex- the chance to come out to E3, it's a or the hell excuse. of an experience. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, it's been
2: really good. It's been a bit of an eye opener. Um I guess that uh, I never expected the show floor to be that intense. What did that guy say today? How many people they said was there? Like oh, se- like seventy-three
1: thousand. Seventy-three thousand
2: people in two massive, great halls. I can see that.
0: Plus what, all in, the meeting in one rooms. day. Yeah. Oh, jeez, I can see that because there was a, a few points where I had to go from one hall to the other to get to appointments, and it's just carnage. And I, I was losing my temper at one point. I just felt like you know, punching people in the face and shoving them out of the way. But
2: I think the one thing it's missing is sort of a live. Entertainment area. I guess there probably are, but I don't really.
0: I don't think there is. I saw like a, a, somewhere where bands might have played, or someone might have done a live performance. But I think something like that would be really cool. But well, Ubisoft yeah, right. had a stage where they were doing. Well, actually, Activision were doing game demos on their stage, and Ubisoft were doing live demos of like getting people up and do to do like Just Dance Three, uh, and they had Rocksmith playing, so they had some bands there. But um, like when Activision had DJ Hero, they had um, you know, like DJs playing kind of like tunes and shit like that. But obviously, they don't have that anymore.
1: The yeah, I mean, the only thing with, I guess, live music is that it's just seems to, everyone seems to be so busy, mm. and there's appointments left, or right in the centre that uh, I can imagine people just go well. Are people going to be able to watch this? Yeah, but no.
0: See, that's that's for us. There's there are tons of people there. Like Tom, you were saying that the, the people queuing to see Battlefield Three. Yeah, the poor and they'd guy had been in the queue for three uh, two and a half hours, and he was only halfway there or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, he he was obviously quite keen to see it. I mean, everyone is keen to see it. Yeah, and the the thing that we have over. Other people may be there just to see everything. Is that we have the IGN badge and we can sort of say, Hey, can we get in and Opens see this? Doors. It does open doors, which is really cool. And uh, very grateful to all the PRs that helped yeah. us out. Mm-hmm. Um, without them, obviously, our shows would have been completely different.
0: Actually, I just have a, a very special thank you uh, to Will Guyett, who's our PR man back in the UK. Oh, my God. Because uh, he's been doing amazing getting us out there and talking about games and stuff. So. Well done, Will. Big Willie style. Cheers, Will. So uh, let's talk about uh, the day that we've just experienced. So it kicked off this morning, uh, w- well, with me forgetting my badge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went all the way to the show and had to come back to the hotel. So that was always $30 sad. later. Oh, good God. Uh, yeah. Um, but you went in to see some Nintendo stuff mm-hmm. that you didn't see yesterday. So what was it? Uh, yeah, we are really keen
2: to, um, obviously, everyone was really blown away with the Wii U stuff. So all the other stuff, kind of the Wii and the 3DS stuff, got pushed to one side, kind yeah. of, in our minds. So I thought we'd go back and make the most of the 3DS area, which was really cool because it wasn't that busy, was it? No,
1: we got there really early.
2: I mean the yeah. Nintendo stand is amazing. So it's this one huge white block with yeah. Nintendo all on all sides. So it's all enclosed inside. And the queue for the Wii U went round all the way round that the block.
0: Looks like hell on earth yeah. looking at that queue. Yeah.
2: Um so we went they said just go and have a look at the 3DS. So we went up there and had a play with Super Mario. Yeah. Which is really cool. Looks nice, yeah. Yeah, it looks it's really brilliant. good. Yeah. Um we also went and had a look at um, Super Mario Kart. Um, I
0: didn't play that. What did you think?
2: It's good. It's good. I mean, really? it, it, the, the thing. Kart. Yeah, the thing that they were showing off was the, fl- the the gliding bit, which obviously was shown in the um, yeah. uh, in the, the, press uh, conference. the press conference. Yeah, and um, when I saw Miyamoto yesterday, he was saying that the idea of flying he wasn't so sure of, but he loves it that much now that he wants to call it Super Mario Kite. So maybe that's a franchise. See what he's done there, yeah, that might be a franchise that's coming out soon. Super Mario Kite. So, do you have much control over the gliding, or is yes? It? but I mean, you don't. You can't just uh, you can't initiate just, yeah, the glide. Yeah, yeah. It's off jumps, and yeah. then the glide kicks in. Yeah. And by the looks of it, you can select different types of glides as well. So you can, it's an add-on right. for your cart rather than. Well, being they showed
0: that stuff off. They showed that, like you. You there's a lot more kind of customization over your cart now. Mm. Like before, you could choose a driver and a cart. Whereas now you can choose... Driver, you know, cart, wheels. And yeah, all the different bits and, and pieces. Yeah. Like, you know, the chassis, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and obviously it's very kind of Mario Kart in style. It's not kind of, you know, Yeah, crate like, whatever. Yeah, it
2: feels like Mario Kart, yeah, definitely. So. so that was cool. Star Fox, which you didn't play, did no, you? No, I didn't play that one. But that was set up for the four-player multiplayer, which is really cool because yeah. it, it shows up your face over your spaceship. Yeah, that looked good. And so you're shooting the other people and you can see them going, oh, get off me." Um
0: did you uh play it using tilt controls or traditional Well, that's controls? the thing they
2: said, "Oh, we're pushing uh use the motion use the motion control, but if I use the motion control, I have to turn the 3D off because yeah. if I start doing that, then it just threw the 3D out." Yeah. yeah. Um so I just just used the nubbin instead and right, okay. that was cool. So yeah, really enjoyed
1: that. FIFA I played 12. a bit. Oh yeah. Did you play that? Yeah. Okay. And? Yeah. Re- really really good. Really good fun. 3D looks great as well. I especially. found it a, little bit, a lot easier to pick up and play than I did
2: Pez on 3DS. Right.
0: Uh, and I played a bit of uh, Snake Eater. Yes. Which is exactly as you'd imagine it to be.
2: It's just like Peace Walker, right? Yeah. The exactly controls are like exactly Peace the Walker. same, yeah.
0: So, I don't know, I, you know. I'm not really sure what I was expecting, but I played it and I was like, mm, yeah, I've seen that before.
1: But mm. the 3D looks really good, in not it? <laughs> I think it's one of the best. Well, you
0: know apparently. me. I'm not convinced by 3D on 3DS.
1: I turned it off. Um, Dan came over and went, why have you turned it off?
0: I was like... Just was when I was playing Ocarina yeah. And I've only just been playing a little bit of that I turned it off Because the 3D For me gets
1: in the way Yeah I, I saw uh, Resident Evil Revelations as well A little play on that That and, was And was it a revelation? It was I I was Really you've really you really every happy. game you've played <laughs> I know Well I, I forget about the ones that I don't like Um but that, yeah, that was brilliant. I think it was... The level I was on was in a haunted house. Well, I'd say a haunted house. A house. Was um, it haunted? <laughs> well, it had a load of zombies in it. I don't know if that counts as haunting. <laughs> okay. But uh, But it kind of felt like it taken Resident Evil back to its roots where, you know, real horror and the atmosphere I'm was going brilliant.
2: back to my roots.
1: See, that was... Uh, one of the other games that I played... Oh, sorry, I didn't. I saw
0: a demo of it being played was Far Cry 3. And that was a game that's seems to me that's been taken back to the original Far Cry, because I don't really like Far Cry 2 that much, set in the desert, and that's not what Far Cry is about, Mm. it's about lush kind of tropical jungles. Far Cry 3 is very much in that vein, and it's the same thing that, you know, you're dropped at point A, your objective is point B, but how you get there is entirely up to you, and it's, you know, uh, the bit that I saw was, you start off at the top of uh, a mountain, there's a, a base at the bottom, you've got to get to a helicopter, and you can either go down through the jungle, flank the guys, or you can go down on the zip line, all these different ways, or you can go down in, in the river. Um and that looked really, really smart. So yeah. and it did look beautiful, so um definitely keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to that.
0: And that was actually that was part of a Ubisoft booth tour. What else did I see? I saw um Brothers in Arms. Um How's that? God, it's got a funny name. Brothers in Arms Furious Four Furious isn't 4, it? Four, that's it. I like Brothers in Arms, the kind of original. And this is like Inglorious Bastards, basically. So they've kind of taken it in a different way. Uh, Inglorious Bastards crossed with Team Fortress 2 is basically the best way to describe it. Not, re- It didn't really blow me away, but I think some people will probably quite like it. Uh, actually, I think you'll probably quite like it. There was, there was a whiff of Duke Nukem about it. Sweet. Oh, that Duke stinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Smells Ju- of awesome. Duke's Ju- dirty bum crack. <laughs> um, and then uh, I saw Ghost Recon Future Soldier, which... Again, big fan of Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, and this, it didn't feel like a Ghost Recon game. And, you know, it's not out till next year, uh, and so, you know, they've got a little while to kind of perfect it all, but it looked a bit ropey, um, and as I say, in terms of tactics, there weren't many, and that that's why I liked Ghost Recon, because it was more tactical.
1: Was there invisibility in the one that you liked? Yep. Oh, no. That's for future
0: soldier. Yeah, sort of, sort uh, and it's it's in this game, and and do you know what? It doesn't really kind of get in the way. It's not because when they showed at E3 last year, the invisibility just made you invincible, because you could just go around and do everything. Whereas here, like if, obviously, if you're firing and the enemy spots you, then you lose your invincibility. Uh, sorry, invisibility. For example, so there was that, and then what else did I see? God, I'm trying to think now. Oh, uh, I know what you did see. What? Tintin. I did see Tintin, you're right. Uh, and I know that I cussed you on yesterday's podcast, but it's actually pretty good. So what is it? A side-scrolling It's like, platform, yeah, like or? properly an old-school kind of side-scrolling platform. There's a...
1: Like Duke Nukem Manhattan Project. Uh, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> um, but um, uh, Impossible Mission on the C64. Yeah. It really reminded me of that, but a bit more sophisticated. But it's like full of character. Um, it looked pretty good in 3D. Um, and obviously, they showed the trailer off, and with the kind of the distinctive style of the the movie itself, I thought it fit together really well. So, and did they give any indication as to whether uh, Peter Jackson, Steven Spielberg, were involved? Well, it was introduced by Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson. Really, were they wanking not, each other off? Not in real life. <laughs> no. no, they weren't. They were just saying, you know, were they touching each other's beards. Uh, they, they, were they weren't in the same, in the same shot. Oh, I don't really say so. uh, I don't think it was like you know Jackson was on his knees and Spielberg was mounting him from behind. <laughs> oh God, Imagine being double teamed by those two. Uh, yeah, nobody, oh nobody needs to think about that. Two industry legends that you've just yeah, and they are legendary. But you know, no one is above being bummed by another. So. <laughs> no, no one is
2: beyond the iGen UK scorn of male into male sex Yeah. That's
0: just how we roll. Um, uh, And I think that was pretty much it for the highlights of Ubisoft. They had Just Dance 3 there, but there was no way that I was getting on stage to play that. But there were some fit girls playing it. Did you see the
1: girl with the cool hair? She had like a wig No,
0: no, that's Dan Central. All right. Yeah. Uh, No, I didn't see her because that was a different game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, uh, well, I met you, Dan, to go and see... Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Well, should, should we tell Skyrim. you what we did before you went and saw Skyrim? No, no. We, we, we had, had a great day. Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save
1: your bits or last because
0: I think that's probably more exciting. All right then.
1: So yeah, that was a long demo. It's like half hour long. I think I think you needed something like that though, just to really show it off because there's so much in there. It seems. I, I mean, the, the game world looks huge. It looks vast
0: and, huge. you know, it's like classic Elder Scrolls. And so they started off in uh, the valley of some kind of like pretty little sunny place and then looked up at, to the peaks of this snowy mountain and said, you know, obviously this being an Elder Scrolls game, you can go up there. So, you know, over the next kind of 15 minutes or so, he made his way up to the top of the mountain. It went from being kind of, you know, a lush... Um, Uh, it was a village that sort of of thrived on timber and everything wasn't it so and you could make an impact on that so you know you you could burn the timber and bring the kind of little village to its knees and all that kind of stuff if you wanted to or you could help out and chop chop wood wood and all that kind of shit so it's you know literally is has broad and expansive game as you can think Uh, but anyway they got to the top of the mountain then showed off some of the dragons and uh, there was just so much shit going on in there yeah like the kind of the character development thing is so complex. There are so many different things that, you know, you can become better at... Uh, actually, in increasing your um, weapon skill is easy. Like, if you keep on using a single-handed sword, then your single-handed sco- sword skills will go up. But they had loads of different spells, like billions of different spells. Yeah. In addition to that, like, your character that you play is born of dragon. So he can speak the language of dragons and you get to different places. And you learn different runes to combine to to come up with other what well, was magical powers it wasn't spells yeah. but it was other stuff yeah it's like they um, could breathe fire was one of them
1: yeah and you could call in a storm to strike lightning at your enemies and stuff but oh my god it was like properly complicated and you know Just too much to
0: fathom it doesn't, looks,
2: doesn't sound like my sort of game to be honest it looks no. really rewarding though yeah i, I really think
0: rewarding. it's one of those games that anyone who loved oblivion will Go mental for this because oh it's like
1: God. that times four. Yeah. My housemate will literally cream himself. Yeah, and and also it looks great as well. And I think that they've redesigned the engine and everything, haven't they? So all the animations are great. And rather than it look because sometimes it can kind of, everything can look a little bit disconnected. Everything everything kind of felt like it yeah. was denied. The physics were just like really felt like they're connecting with each other. It's, good. it's
0: it Still had rats that you had to fight there. <laughs> Did you not just have something a bit better than shitty rats? It's like uh, Borderlands when you're just fighting wasps oh, all the time. Oh, man. Honestly, that was the worst thing about Borderlands. I love Borderlands. But fighting those scrags to level up, like... Oh, oh, man. Anyway. Who were we talking about space dragons with the other day? Was it Hillary? Uh, Yeah, we were. <laughs> what oh, no, no, it was be? alien dragons. And it was because it was like... <laughs> you know someone said something about uh aliens and so and then hillary said well who knows you know doesn't mean to say that dragons aren't from outer space because where are dragons from <laughs> so i'd like to see a volcanoes. dragon flying a spaceship let someone make that happen
1: oh what you say that all dragons are from volcanoes yeah that's why I mean. there's a problem with the uh ice, icelandic, <laughs> icelandic <laughs> is that right yeah they've got a, a dragon it's, problem. it's not the case that the the uh ash cloud could Propellers, it's a case that there's a dragon might Propeller. pop out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Little jet engines. Jesus <laughs> jet engines. Oh. That's a case that a dragon might pop out. You need a holiday, man. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, I'm. BS-ing.
0: That's one thing that I wish they had at the show was an insight into Dan's mind, like a thirty-minute 30 showcase. <laughs> so that would have literally blown my mind in three D. I, I haven't. I have, We have a
2: video insight into Dan's mind. Oh, we do. Yeah. Which We will post as soon as we can up onto Facebook. Which which happened at the Jute Nukem stand. But uh, when you see that, you will just you'll
1: understand, Dan. It was good fun.
0: Um, I also saw Prey Two at the Bethesda stand, which had a, more than a whiff of um, uh, Blade Runner about it. Oh, Prey Two. So, uh, oh geez, is that it? <laughs> is that it? That's as good as it gets. But it, so the kind of um, uh, the environment, the cityscape was uh, inspired. by, I think they called it Alien Noir, but you know, neon lit kind of stuff. And it wasn't it wasn't exactly like um, uh, Blade Runner, but you kind of did a load of mercenary stuff. So you're walking through the streets using your scanner, and you could interact with people. So you know there would be people being kicked shitless. You could go to the rescue of that person. But if you do that, then you incur the wrath of the kind of bad guys, and you you become the hunted becomes the, the hunter becomes the hunted, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But you, again, loads of mo- moral choices, which very much seems to be the kind of you know the theme the buzzword, of yeah. games these days is you know do the right thing, do the, don't do the right thing, etc. So, but again, interesting, not mind blowing. I've seen so many first-person shooters. Over the last three days, it's like, oh my God, I like first-person shooters, but there's just a few too many. Yeah. I saw a bit of Rage being played as well. That looks brilliant. Game of the show last year. I was, yeah. So, be interesting to see what the gets Game of the Show this year. So, that will be going live up on the site well, on Friday. Talking of Game of the Show, one of the things
2: I saw went and saw today, because I'd heard good things about it, was Tomb Raider. Yep. And Tomb Raider has so many Game of the Show nomination like placards outside it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. insane. And uh, so I went and saw it was packed, packed out, and uh, it, I was pleasantly surprised. Obviously, we saw the demo uh, at Microsoft's press yeah. conference. It's a lot longer, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So when they showed it on the Microsoft press conference, it went on for about seven minutes. Yeah. Would you say? So the first part of that, they, there was an extended part of that where they had to solve some puzzles, where yeah. you set fire to things, and yeah. I mean their their sort of buzzwords are it's all about Lara and her survival. Um and about how she learns uh, sort of things there's a couple of weird things where she was uh, she seemed didn't seem like the Lara Croft of old so I guess it's yeah. about her growing into her character she seemed quite um, demure um, not very sort of forthcoming Right. she had a mentor who I, I guess is possibly friends of her parents right. Michael Conrad and um, and it's all about the survival and learning how to get through your environment and it was quite interesting how when they showed it the, the dynamic camera stuff where when you're in a tight space they get really close in on yeah, Lara, yeah. And, and that's all it's all really claustrophobic you go out into the open world and it's like tomb raider of old you just see these huge vistas oh really okay um, and it was really ex- really cool they showed you a camp uh, like a base camp where you were and uh, and from that base camp you then explore the rest of the island and so yeah. you can go there and that's where you do your leveling up and survival learning sort of stuff yeah and um, you get objects which then open up different paths so there she got given there like a climbing pick and that opened up more paths because she could then climb up it and uh it just seemed really 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 polished and it, 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 we we could obviously compared it to um uncharted 3 uncharted and Uncharted obviously is a big derivative of Tomb Raider anyway, and it just yeah. seems to be reclaiming that crown back That's by ad- by adding in an, another layer of of the experience. So yeah. where, when we, uh, we'll come on to Uncharted, but when, we, when you play Uncharted, it's a very linear sort of experience. Yeah. You're very much the, dr- driven along a path, but Tomb Raider seems like it's a more expansive experience okay. where you're learning and you're picking things up and you have to... And she has this instinct thing where you can learn from the environment and all that sort of stuff.
0: And, um, yeah, it seemed really good. I'm all for healthy competition. Yeah, yeah that definitely. Like, that's the thing is that, you know, well, Call of Duty has been running away with it for so long, so it's nice to have Battlefield on the scene. And same here. It'd be nice to get Lara Croft back in her boots. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of really
2: dodgy bits, though, with her acting. Right. Again. So uh, how they have this... Um, I, I assume it's an American person doing an English accent because it does right. vary and there's a bit where she's talking to her mentor mentor and she calls him an old yorkshire bastard was just like would would someone actually you say old that old
0: yorkshire bastard you yeah. old
2: yorkshire bastard and uh, and also there's a bit where she fixes his leg after he's been attacked by a dog a wolf yeah and he's like, Oh, Laura, where did you learn that? And she goes, Oh, from the late shift at the Nine Bells. It's like, nine oh, cliche. Nine. Like, it was just, it was, yeah. it was a bit cheesy. So, yeah. If the, if where it's lacking behind in Uncharted seems to be the voice acting right. and that sort of thing. But everywhere else, it seems to be doing but really well.
1: I think, um, what I didn't, I was obviously, obviously wasn't with you, but from the Microsoft demo, um, what was really cool was when she was running away and she was kind of whimpering a little bit. I think that just really showed it, uh, like a different side to the character like like it you said before. She seems a
2: lot more vulnerable, yeah. And yeah. a lot yeah. more like she's learning her trade. Yeah. there's also a, a line in the demo about um her being uh, a Croft. So obviously there's a family of heritage right. in that sort of thing and her mentor says, "Oh, you, you are a Croft, you just need to learn learn about it yet." Yeah. So it's right. about her becoming Lara Croft, I think. Is is the main thing about that. Ooh,
1: could that be setting it up for sequels and prequels of a like family
2: I think it, I, I imagine it'll form awesome. sort of flashbacks and you'll yeah. get to learn more about Lara through that but um, yeah I can see why there's buzz about it it does seem really good it
0: does seem awesome and so what was the other stuff you saw while I was seeing Ubisoft uh, tell him. what oh well okay so before we
2: went into Vita which we'll come on to we went me and Dan went and I had a look at Dead Island and it's rubbish and it's alright Right. No, hang on. You said it's quite good. Actually. It's actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, obviously, you said you're bored of f- first-person shooters. I think it's quite a nice little spin on a first-person shooter, okay. and also the island itself is really well realised. Like, obviously, it's set on a holiday island. Yeah. But that holiday feeling is there. Right. It's just fuckloads of zombies there, okay. and they're just getting, they're just eating stuff and attacking buildings, and also around, just yeah. wandering around. and you're obviously picking up weapons. The only weapons we got hold of were um, uh, oars a machete no was it a cleaver cleaver and a uh, hammer and then a hammer
1: in the end and a paddle right. oh no, no that isn't all <laughs> <laughs> no we've got a brim as well stop sorry. sticking your oar in Dan <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a paddle actually
1: <laughs>
2: um, so yeah actually Dan I'll I stand corrected Dan did call it I wouldn't say it's dead awesome
0: but I would say it's oh. definitely got potential was that a joke I wouldn't dead. say dead awesome oh yeah no it wasn't a joke No, you're right it wasn't a joke okay so uh, and then playstation
1: vita dan brilliant um going in i think like on the past couple podcasts i've been a little bit kind of approached with a little bit of caution but going and actually picking it up and playing with it, it i think it's actually fantastic i mean it feels like a really solid device um it looks amazing the screen's the resolution is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting something a lot bigger and a,
2: bit, a lot bigger and a lot chunkier. Yeah. But it's, it's not it's light sleek, yeah. it's thin uh, it's a good size I think yeah. for gaming I think the the, the jo- two uh, jo- analog, analog sticks, sticks. Yeah. just
0: work perfectly mm. um, like one of the US guys wrote a feature uh, or an article that went up yesterday saying that it's uh, it's uncomfortable to use for an extended period of time
2: oh but I find that with DS's I mean and, and yeah. 3DS's is that square thing especially when I was playing FIFA today is I I, I get quite en- engrossed in it and I end up gripping it and my hands go like yeah. gnarly from playing it. And like I showed you yesterday, my thumb had gone funny from playing all <laughs> yeah, these games. games. <laughs> it was just like twitching. So I think that could be level at anything really. Yeah. Um, and Vita, yeah, this probably yeah. is difficult to hold after a while. But
1: the, the touch stuff is brilliant. Like, I mean, we both played Uncharted and I think we sort of both agree that the way that they'd implemented the tilt and the touch functionality wasn't gimmicky. It was added in if you want to use it. And it made sense, like you said. It felt really natural, didn't
2: it? Yeah, it just enhances how you can play the game. Yeah. So
1: it just gives you options. It's
0: like I thought the uh, the touch to the painting walls thing, as they described it, where yeah. if you're going along ledges, you basically go point along the ledges you want to go, and then he just does it. I thought that was really smart. And it yeah. works for Uncharted
2: because a lot of the time with Uncharted is the, the fact that it's such a beautiful game to look at. Yeah, is that if you're just concentrating on how Drake's get Nathan Drake's getting across, yeah. then you could miss some of that. But what they've done is you can you can trace your path. Let him follow it and just look sit back and watch him do his thing. Which is which is cool.
1: And then with a sniper rifle to to aim it you actually sort of Tilt the controller around, and it's actually well, quite.
2: I, I was watching you doing that, and I was thinking that looks really confusing. But actually, when I got my head around it wasn't the fact you were tilting it; it was like you were moving, yeah, th- yeah. moving As if the, it was moving like the Vita, it. To um, uh, it's hard to describe on a podcast,
0: but you're using it like um, a screen in, yeah.
2: into the into the into the. It's distance. like some of the
0: iPhone games that came out for iPhone Four using the gyroscope, mm. and you've literally got to sort of spin yourself around to aim your gun and mm. look like right up and above you. And it was like the. Um, the shield pose demo yes. that we played yeah. on Wii U as well. So, yeah. so
2: that that was really cool. Yeah. Um,
1: so so we, I think we were both really impressed with that. And we had a blast at Little Big Planet as well,
2: didn't we? Yeah, Little Big Planet, uh, they said we played a couple of levels uh, on that. Um, and again, the, the, the way they've used lies, the different controls. Uh, so you know, normally on Little Big Planet, there's objects that you can move around yeah. with S- Sackboy. Well, there's like objects you can move around yourself with your finger, so he can move stuff around himself by grabbing it and pulling it. But if there's stuff that he can't move, you can move it for him. Right. Okay. So you can use it to uh, to block exits or do different things. Mm-hmm. And one of the really cool things was there was obviously you've got the touch screen on the back and on the front, which seems a bit silly, but and on Little Big Planet in that world where it's very tactile anyway. Yeah. There's a, like a puzzle section where you had to climb up. So what you would do is you would push the sections out from the back. And he would jump on, right? And then you could push another section out, and he could jump on. And then if he needed to get out, you could push the section back in f- using the front oh, panel okay. and moving it back on, back and forward using wow. the, the wow, different touch cool. screens. Yeah. And there's also like a piano on the screen yeah. that you could play, and yeah. all these, all those really cool sort of different things you could do with, yeah, with yeah. that. And I think for Little Big Planet, once that gets open to the community, yeah, you'll see some amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Kilby.
1: alright can
2: I take this? No. So once they open that up to the community, that'll be um, that should be quite exciting.
1: Yeah, especially when you consider what we've seen on the PS3 iterations of Little Big Planet, like from community.
2: Definitely, and um, they one of the things that we played was a two-player thing that they said that they'd uh, said open to developers and said, uh, "What can you do with it?" And Just a day later, hours, yeah, yeah, they'd, they'd come back with this little uh, air hockey thing, which was touchscreen between two players, right, which is really cool. Yeah. And um, what else did we see in the PlayStation area? Uncharted 3 multiplayer. Yeah, which cool. uh, yeah, I struggled with a little while <laughs> cuz it was uh, I couldn't get the invert out, but um yeah, once we figured that out, it was quite interesting. I've yeah. never played Uncharted multiplayer. I don't think it's something no. that that appeals to me that much,
0: but no. I think it's one of those things that's, you know, fun for a bit, but it's not the kind of killer app. No, but it is for other games. Speaking of which, I played some Call of Duty. Uh, Modern Warfare three. Yeah. Um Spec Ops. Now it's not the same Spec Ops that it was in uh, Modern Warfare two. It's a new mode, Survivor mode, where you and a buddy team up uh, and it's you know it's nothing new, but it's still really, really smartly done. Um And so you, you were st- saying how impressive it looked. Um uh, yeah, it looks, how it ran. no. Yeah, exactly. I think the thing that you know is easy to forget—forget forget about Call of Duty. Like when you're watching a demo, of someone else playing it, is that the gunplay is so tight and it feels really solid. Uh, running it, um, I don't know a really sort of fast. I don't know if it's thirty or sixty frames a second. I'm he's he's normally sure. sixty frames a second, no. but it's fast, and um, and it f- does feel really, really satisfying. So, it just started off sort of slow with me and the the guy from Infinity Ward, just with pistols, taking a few guys out. But then you earn cash depending how well you do. So if you get kill streaks, or uh, um, you know headshots, etc., go on rampages, you get more points. You go to the ammo dumps, you can spend those points on better. Better weapons, a um, little bit of windy pops there. Sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> drinking beer while we're podcasting, um, uh, and so it ended up like I think we, we like sort of got to sort of level nine. By which point, you know, you had like these little helicopters like coming in over the top, uh, taking uh, pot shots at you. Then they dropped off this this juggernaut guy who was in super heavy armor with a kind of minigun and dogs with C four straps and running around blowing things up. So it was pretty intense. Yeah, um, and uh, you know what? I liked it, I thought it was good. And I saw the same two um uh levels that they showed uh before, so the London level I saw again and then I saw the um New York submarine level. And and you know, it's it, it is what it is, but you know, I'll s I'll play it and hopefully it'll it'll be better paced than Modern Warfare two. That was mm. my biggest criticism mm. of that game, so but I enjoyed it, so oh, There you go. Um, and then uh, the only other thing stuff that I saw today was some sake stuff now one of which I think Tom you saw yesterday Colonial Marines
2: no I've not seen it yet oh Colonic Marines
0: Dan uh, you've seen it yeah I saw oh, it oh you saw, saw it. it so yeah. uh, and I th- it was actually much better than I thought it was going to be yeah, yeah. Um, so what sets it apart from Alien vs. Predator uh but you know, it's, I, do you know what? Because I haven't played Alien vs Predator that much, I, it's hard to say. But what they have done really, really well is kind of, A, it's co-op. Yeah. So um, they started off with like single player, and then you were running through. It was paced really nicely. Uh, the set pieces were kind of um, presented in the game, but not so in your face uh, that it got in the way. Um, And like there was one bit where you're holed up in the kind of control room uh, on the planet, uh, you know, LV-426 from aliens, for example. So it's little things like that that are quite nice. Uh, And the aliens were really well kind of like um, realized. So they literally came from every direction, popping out the sides and dragging marines away. And, you know, it's everything that you kind of want from a uh, a space marine game. Oh, Um, Colonial Marines. Colonial Marines, yeah. Did you have Uh, it introduced by Randy Pitchford? No, I didn't had it. Yeah. Uh, uh bizarrely it was another Randy. Uh, so I can't remember his surname. But uh, there's a lot but of
1: Randys at, uh gearbox. Randy Pitchford introduced ours and he said that this was actually a direct sequel to the last film. Yes, yeah, the, the archives said the same thing. Really really.
0: Well, which what do you mean last film? So Aliens. This is the okay. s- this is the sequel to Aliens that Alien 3 was the sequel to Alien is the way they put it. Right, okay. Um, so it's obviously all about balls out action. Um, Did your character have his balls out? <laughs> uh, well, it's first person shoot and I never looked down. So. <laughs> 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 May have done. Um, but yeah, uh, it, looks, it looks surprisingly good. And then the only other Sega game that I saw was called Rise of, uh, Rise of Nightmares, which is a Kinect game. Uh, and for all the stuff that they showed at um, the Microsoft press conference, this is the adult, mature Kinect game. Uh, or the most adult mature Kinect game I've ever seen because it starts off with this guy and you're sat in a torture chair and there's a guy opposite you who's also in a torture chair and then this kind of stereotypical I can't remember if he was like East European or whatever but guy sort of like talking to him trying to get him to talk cuts off his hand with an axe and it's like well oh, that's a you bit using Kinect? no 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 <laughs> you're, you're watching it happen okay so he cuts off his hand with an axe and blood comes out. It doesn't scream that much, actually. I'd probably scream quite a lot if someone cut my hand off. Uh, and then to shut him up, so he wedges the axe in his head. Ooh. And it's like, wow, that's pretty hardcore. Um, and then the game itself, it's kind of weird. So you're obviously standing up to control it. So to move forward, you put a foot forward. Uh, to steer your character, you basically turn your shoulders. Um, and then to fight you basically raise your dukes and then put, put your hands out to pick up objects so it took quite a long time to get used to the controls um, and progress was pretty slow because of that because I was literally swinging from left to right while zombies were coming to me but you can pick up a chainsaw you do a chainsaw motion then cut through them and stuff like that So Was
1: it responsive?
0: Uh, it, it's so hard to say whether it was responsible or not because it's such a new control method mm. um, it felt really awkward to begin with but you know, by the end of the demo, I kind of got the hang of it, and they've put a few shortcuts in there. So if you hold your hand up in a specific uh, gesture, then you'll it will automatically move you forward. But it's not like it's on rails because it will move you forward, saying that you've got to go through that door. But if that door's locked, then it's up to you to manually go and find the key, which right. incidentally is hidden in the toilet bowl filled with blood. So
1: nice, <laughs> uh, gritty. And it, what about if you wanted to turn? Can you just m- move your head in it?
0: No. So it's not. It was. It's shoulders. Right. Um, he did say that there is some kind of uh, head gesturing, but like there's zombies that spit kind of like you know acid blood or what looked like acid blood. Of you have to kind of like wave your hands to kind of clear the screen and stuff like that. So there's lots of gestures in there. Yeah, and the further you move your foot forward, the faster you walk. Right. So.
2: Um, oh, stark contrast to Connect, which just was l- the, the controls were terrible. Like you which Connect? You, uh, sorry, Connect Star Wars. Right. When I mean, you, you step, you step your foot forward to rush forward, and yeah, just didn't work half the time. And really, you use your left hand to use the Force and right with the lightsaber, which just, this just was just random. It
0: was. Yeah. Well, it is. It's you know, it's one of these things. that if you picked up a weapon with your left hand by holding it out, then the weapon would be in your left hand, for example. So it's quite clever in that respect. Hmm. But it comes back to the age-old argument. It's like, you know, if that was a normal game, I'd be far more proficient at getting through it mm. than I was in this. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But that's pretty much all I saw this today. That's So, well, yeah, I mean, we, me and Dan finished off with something
2: quite exciting. But before that, I went and saw Sonic uh, Generations, uh, which wasn't that busy. Like, people don't seem to be that interested in it. No. Um, I played the two different types of levels so I played the classic Sonic level which was uh, side-scrolling and uh, I still felt that the the physics were a bit sluggish Uh, he was slow to jump right but when you saw it running in 3d uh it looked brilliant like uh, the way that they'd had the, the 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 vistas going off into the landscape into the distance it yeah. looked really cool uh and there was a real sort of mixing in, of pace for it so it wasn't just whizzing around and it wasn't just platform to platform it was yeah. a real good steady mix of both uh and then on the 3d level 3d level 3d sonic i'm not really taken with but um i can no. see how it can be fun yeah um so, yeah, I, I I quite like that. I, okay. I, I'm quite interested to see that again. And then we and Dan went and saw Arkham City. Yeehaw.
0: Ah, oh, so you haven't seen that. Yeah. You're going to see that first good. thing tomorrow. I'm very excited about seeing it. I
2: don't know how much we can say about the first part of the demo.
0: Are we not allowed to say anything? Well, I don't know. I don't want to
2: spoil it
1: for Alex. Oh, <laughs> screw him.
0: Okay, so... What, is is there a surprise are in we, there?
1: Are, are, we, are we embargoed? No, you're not Embargoed. embargoed.
0: It's it's about spoiling my fun for it. Tell you what, why don't I put my... You tell the listeners, I'm going to put my fingers in my ears. Yeah, okay, so the first part of the level you play as, or the demo you play as Catwoman. Yeah, And Uh, and she's
2: awesome. And she's awesome. The way when you duck, or sorry, when you crouch, she doesn't just kneel down. She goes on all fours and prowls around like a kitty cat, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, And then towards the end of the level there is, uh, or the end of the demo, there was a penguin.
1: Oh, I didn't get to that bit. I, what?
2: Because I, I stupidly died. Ah, so yeah, so yeah. the penguin's in there, and he it, when they say he's Cockney, he's not Cockney, he's British. Right. So um, that was pretty oh, cool. So well, I, I got a hostage shot, actually, I didn't die. Pretty good, so Alex, back in the room. So uh, without spoiling anything, um, what else did we see?
0: So um, well, Just judging we, by the gestures you were doing, it looks like, I don't know, the Batman gets sucked off by Two-Face. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what happened when me and Dan were waiting to go in.
1: Um <laughs> um, so the, obviously it's an open world yeah and, and sort of I think we've heard before that to get to your next destination you've got a marker which is a bat symbol in the sky but yeah. kind of how you get there seems to be up to you so you know you so many paths you can take and you just soar up into, like um, onto the rooftops and then just sort of like glide down and sort of kick a goon in the face, it's good fun and there's that awesome new way
2: of going gliding as well where you speed drop did you try that? So instead sort of when of you bomb. when you glide, you, you dive bomb, yeah. and if you do that and then pull back up, you mm, go sort even sort higher, higher than yeah, yeah, yeah than you than you had done before. That was really cool. And the new um, what do they call it? Where you shoot a thing? Oh, um, grapple the gun. Remote
1: control. No, the grapple.
2: Controller. Yeah, the grapple. Oh. The grapple gun where you shoot, but now now when you're grappling across, you can turn to the right. And then grapple uh, right angles to it or oh, okay. stuff. So that's pretty cool. So you can right. you, you literally could go from end of the city to the end of the city just using that right. between points. So that was cool. Um, combat seems to be improved. So mm. um, if you've got three people coming at you and you need to counter all three, you can triple tap and that will counter all three of them at the same mm. time, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, the Riddler... The, so there was two bits. There was the bit in the courthouse, which I didn't do. Did you do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, There's the other bit with the Riddler, which is where you go and uh, right. rescue
1: a, a hostage. Oh, right. Yeah, I did um, a little bit in the courthouse where you save Catwoman. Yeah, I didn't do that oh, bit. Right. Yeah, that's I just fanning yeah,
2: around really going um, from place to place. But uh, it was really good. It felt like Batman Arkham. Yeah. Um, and. I don't know why I wasn't I it. wasn't blown away. Um but isn't that because you knew that it was gonna yeah, be you good knew anyway. It was be brilliant, yeah, so I anyway. guess I was it was kind of expected. Yeah. One thing that I wasn't quite sure about was the fact that you could just walk around the streets of Arkham City. No? Because I just think that uh if it's Arkham City then he should be in danger all the time, right? Uh, well, having not sort of seen that stuff, it's no. hard to say. I, well, but I do guess people just arc-less. pass you by. No, no, not that they pass you by, but you could you could walk around the bottom of the streets and not be in danger because there's not goons on every corner. Yeah, which kind of I was expecting, but that that's not the case. But then yeah. I guess in Arkham Asylum, it wasn't like ev- all the time there was goons on every corner. No, right? It no, was no. it was in in certain places, but yeah. Um, still,
0: yeah, it was really cool. So. This is probably going to be our last podcast from E3.
1: Yeah. So what is your highlight of the show, Dan? Um, I really, really like Dead Island. And I was saying to Tom earlier, it's it wasn't, well, I mean, obviously there's sort of Arkham City and Uncharted, which is sort of just yep. at, at a, a peak. But for me, it was a really pleasant surprise because I think it's an awesome game and I'm 110%... Looking forward to getting it. Wow. Um, and it was, it's like the surprise of the show almost, which yeah, yeah, for yeah. me is. And um, also, highlight would be Vita.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I think it's been a really interesting show from all three of the major uh, uh, consoles. Yeah. I think each, each one has had something to bring. Yeah. Um, I think Microsoft the stuff that they're doing with the Connect, although people still aren't sold in it, I think it yeah. could be potentially really exciting. Yep. Yeah. I think Sony, um, with Vita have a really cool
0: handheld on their hands. Interestingly, Amazon uh put some prices up for it today, two thirty for the uh Wi Fi one.
1: That's yeah. not too bad. No, yeah.
2: which is what the price of the three D S was in some places, is not it? Yeah. Um and then Nintendo just really pushing the 3DS but also with this Wii U uh, yeah. a whole new concept so I think it's been really
0: strong on all three yeah. fronts really that for me like Wii U is the standout thing mm. just because it just feels different mm. um, but in terms of games I guess Battlefield 3 yeah. Uh, yeah You know, if you're a PC gamer then that will blow your socks off Um but there's been so many good games. Like Bioshock Infinite looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, difficult to kind of see how what well, it's like to play. But in terms of the demo, it was like, you know, good God, that was amazing. Um, and then, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing Batman tomorrow. So, yeah, amazing show. Lots of it FPSs, but an amazing show. But good God, I'm knackered. <laughs> yeah, <that's very laughs> I mean, we did promise that maybe we might get some other um, of the
2: IGN uh, editors on here. But uh, that hasn't happened. But we, it's because just through
0: sheer... Uh well it's one of those things that um we either do loads of content for the site for people to look at and for people to read or we uh spare a couple of people uh, to do this and well you know the logistics are easy to spare us <laughs> yeah well we're not we're not at
2: the uh, at the show right now we're in a no. hotel like 10 minutes away in a car yeah the plan was was
0: to do it in the workroom that we share with our US buddies but uh, the fact of the matter is is to have like four people being gobby in a corner I think we just probably get torrents of abuse so we chose to do it in well Tom and Dan's uh, hotel room whilst drinking Sapporo yeah hurrah lovely American beer yeah um, so well that, I think that probably is it for our E3 special podcast uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to them as much as we enjoyed putting them together I so. guess there's
2: another UK one kicking about
0: there is yeah so I spoke to Chris back in the UK office they've uh, well they're putting one together this week and uh, Game Changer uh, winner Lydia will be on it so you should definitely listen out for that uh, and they'll be talking about obviously you know their take on E3 from across the pond so yeah keep on listening and uh, keep on giving us nice ratings on iTunes yes. so until next time Time. Bye. Yeah, bye. See you on the flip side.
1: Uh, Hello. I don't even like it. oh wow Literally,
0: this is going to be a waste of beer. He likes beer. Drink it. Come on. Help me loosen up. Dan Kilby is drinking a beer. There you go. Look, he fucking loves it. Do you know what? The more you drink it, the more you like it. It's as simple as that. It's like semen.